And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print. I'm your host, Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my creative sidekick, Ben Needenthal. That's a that's pretty literal. I like that, though. Uh, creative, it fits. Every so. once in a while, I can be sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. Batting about 50% on that one, I think. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so what's going on? Oh, you know, lots of good stuff, but uh, there's been a lot in the news lately about heroin in Ohio. Have you heard all this? No, no. I don't follow the heroin oh. links, but that's... I, I, I've heard that it's a bigger thing. It is. So a few years ago, they shut down all the pain clinics where people would go to get their, you know, morphine and whatever pain Methadone, drugs. Is that or is that a different thing? That's how you treat heroin addiction. Ah. But um, pain clinics is where you would go to get your refills of Percocet. Oh, okay. Um, for all those people addicted to pain medicine. Well, they went through the state of Ohio and shut all those pain clinics down. Well, the addicts then turn to heroin. Um, so now we have a huge heroin problem <laughs> in Ohio. And uh, I've had a lot of clients lately coming to me saying, what do I do to protect myself, to protect the family? Against heroin. It, well, against somebody <laughs> who's addicted. Oh, gotcha. So, you know, you have an alcoholic, you have an, a heroin addict, you have someone in the family. Gotcha. Who's desperate. Okay. So that's our topic today is how Fun. to, how to right. protect your family in the event of someone in the family being an addict um, of anything, really. Okay. Right. But that's what we're going to focus on today because it is a big deal and it's affecting a lot of families in our state. Okay. Um, maybe across the nation, but definitely here at home. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, so, let's dive in. What's uh... So... Um, a lot of people are asking me, do they have liability for the things that their loved one does while addicted to anything, really? But, you know, primarily they're looking at heroin, other illegal drugs, hmm. um, and alcohol. Okay. So basically, I'm married to a raging alcoholic who drives all the time. What's my liability? Gotcha. That's what people are asking me. Okay. Or, my son's addicted to heroin. We keep trying to get him into a rehab center. He does that for a little while. He comes back. He relapses. And the next thing I know, he is high and driving his little brother around. Ah, gotcha. That's not good. That's not good. Right. So today's that's why it's important we talk about this. Because okay. it's affecting a lot of families. So um, my first recommendation is obviously get them treatment yes yeah um problem is they're adults often and you can't force an adult to get treatment right um you can if they've crossed a certain threshold and they are no longer in control and it's either court ordered police basically arrest them and they end up in rehab right. or they're going of their own free will gotcha okay um however that being said there's a lot of concern with what to do with these people so um first thing is get them into rehab of some sort but you can't always do that right so second choice would be 
you got to put them on a liability island. Um, by liability island, I mean you have to cut them off. So I feel like we've talked about liability islands once before. We have. Um, when we were talking about businesses and starting your own business and right. high-risk assets versus lower risk and putting them off on an island, well, gotcha. your loved one is now a high-risk asset. Gotcha. So we have to isolate them. Gotcha. So as an example, um, husband and wife. Wife is a raging alcoholic. Husband runs a successful business and has two minor children at home. Wife's not abusive. Right. But she's driving drunk. Oof. He knows it. Yeah. He He's taken her keys. He's taken her car. He's put her in rehab. He's done everything he can. So now what? Yeah. Okay, well, now we have to look at starting to protect the family and the assets. Okay. So first things first, she can't be an owner of the house. Okay. She can't be on the mortgage. His name cannot be on her car. Hmm. We have to isolate her and put her on an island. Gotcha. So her own apartment hmm. in her name, hmm. her car in her name, bank accounts only in her name. He keeps his separate. Wow. Limiting, if you can, time with the kids. Yeah. Making sure kids aren't in the car with her. Hmm. Because those are all catastrophic. Without that, there's catastrophic damage. Sure. If so if she does something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I say, and you're trying to still get her help, but yeah. in the meantime, we have to protect you and the rest of the family. Yeah. Same thing. Um, child's a heroin addict. Yeah. You got to hide money. You got to hide valuables. You got to show tough love. Yeah. Um, same thing. You can't be entrusting your car to sure. an addict. Sure. Because then all of a sudden, the test for whether or not you're going to be liable is were you negligent in the entrustment of that vehicle. Yeah. So what that means is, did you make an error in judgment in allowing this addict to drive your vehicle. So somebody could actually get in trouble for that. You could, and you could be held liable, and there's a clause in most motor vehicle insurance policies mm -hmm. um, that basically say if you knowingly entrust your vehicle to an unsafe driver, yeah, they could, in theory, deny coverage. Wow. So... If you have a raging alcoholic who still, for whatever reason, has their license or is driving without a license hmm. and you allow them to use your car and they hurt somebody, you could personally be liable for that hmm. because they fall under your insurance. They right. might have their own too. There right. might be dual coverage, but it's under your insurance as well. Right. And if insurance denies it and the, the other party gets a big judgment, you could be personally liable for that. Yeah. So that's a big risk. Yeah. And if you know that your spouse, your child is not safe behind the wheel, 
You can't allow them to drive your car. Right. You can't allow them to have your children in the car. No, absolutely not. <laughs> right. I mean, for even just for practical reasons, obviously, we want to protect the kids. Yeah. But it can open you up for further liability. Yeah. So it makes a bad situation worse. Right. So we have to put them on a liability island. Makes sense. Um, and that's the important thing. Right. Um, Typically in this show, my job is to, to make stupid jokes about these things. And I didn't expect to get hit with heroin <laughs> addiction. So I'm kind of, I'm taking a little back going, well, I can't really make a joke about heroin addiction because it's really not funny at all. <laughs> um, I know. I did kind of yeah, hijack but, you with a serious topic today, didn't but, I? No, but I mean, and, and let's, I mean, let's put aside the fact that, I mean, obviously, you know, if you've got somebody in your family that is has an addiction problem i mean that's i I, i'm fortunate enough to not have that you know and uh, hopefully anybody who's listening is fortunate enough to to be in that situation as well but if you're not i mean obviously that's a horrible thing and you know but we're kind of focusing on sort of the legal aspect of things we are than anything else you know i mean it's you know but it's definitely not a laughing matter by any stretch no, and it's a hard one that a lot of people are dealing with right now, which is why I felt it best for us to address it. Do you have any stats on exactly like how many people are affected by this in, in Ohio, at least? No? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Not that's, offhand. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That, that's what happens when you surprise yeah. me with a topic, Jen. I'm going to throw, <laughs> throw me Show me numbers, damn it. <laughs> right. Um other things that are of a concern is um, if you have kids or if this is your, um, if it's your adult child. Right. And we're now looking at the grandkids. Um, we have had a large amount of grandparent custody cases. Oh, wow. Because mom and dad shouldn't have the kids. Right. Because they have right. these addiction issues. Right. So the grandparents are going for custody. God, hopefully not both mom and dad, but... I'm Often. Sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Um, or one of them's not in the picture. Yeah. Unfortunately, often dad's not in the picture. It does happen a lot. And mom's now a heroin addict. And so grandma and grandpa, her mom's parents are sweeping in to grab the kids and remove them from a dangerous situation. Sure, yeah. Um, so in that case, that's really a time you need to see an attorney. Okay. Because you can make a big mess of that if you don't do it right. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but especially if your kid's on board with it. So mom says, I know I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you take control of my kids. Yeah. And she's not going to oppose it. Mm-hmm. It can be a very quick, simple process. There's filing of an application and some consent forms. You file it with the courts. Ta-da. Yeah. Your grandkids are now, you're the guardian. Okay. Okay. Which is great. Um, other things you can do. So if you're trying to get control and um, the parents are on board with it. And you think there's still hope that they could get better, they're going to rehab. You can have a limited power of attorney over the kids. Where if kids are in your custody, hmm. you're taking care of them, you are not the legal guardian. Okay. 
So that's a limitation because that means mom and dad could come back anytime and say, nope, they're my kids. Yeah. No problem. Right. Um, but if your kids are cognizant enough of their issues, they can very easily give you a limited power of attorney that allows you to do whatever you need to do for the grandkids, mm -hmm. keeping them out of that situation while their parents get the help they need mm -hmm. and figure that out. Um, so that limited power of attorney can be prepared by any attorney. Yeah. Um, and it generally gives all of the um, rights that you would need. So anything to do with schooling. Okay. Anything to do with medical and not just on an emergency basis. You know, okay. mom and dad go out of town for the weekend. Kids are with the grandparents. One of them breaks their arm. Mom and dad t or grandkids, grandparents take the grandkid to the hospital. Mm. That's an emergency. They're going to set the arm. Right. Um, kid has sinus infection. Eh, not yeah. quite an emergency. Sure. Having that limited power of attorney will allow grandparents to get grandkids treatment because yeah. mom and dad are out of town or because mom and dad are not capable of taking care of themselves, let alone their kids. So yeah. it gives that power. Yeah. That's a more informal way to do it. And it's a cheap document. Okay. But it doesn't give you the legal rights to protect the child. Gotcha. As a grandparent, you don't then have the legal rights to deny access. Okay. And that makes it harder. So yeah. that's the informal route. The formal route is go get custody. Sure. Um, that takes some filings with, depending on who has jurisdiction, um, generally the ju juvenile court. Yeah. If there was a divorce involved and anything like that before you're trying to get the parental rights, it may be the domestic division that yeah. would have rights over it. Um, but that's how you do that is you make an application to the court for guardianship. You yeah. state all your reasons why there's a hearing you can get guardianship. Okay. Other thing, limited power of attorney. Um, if they, the parents are fighting you, which happens. That's the, their that's their kid. They yeah. don't want to lose their sure. kid. Yeah. And often addicts are in denial about the harm they are causing or could cause. Right. Well, then it becomes a little more complicated. Right. And you can still file that application, but now you're going to need a guardian ad litem investigating the kids, mm -hmm. um, and the housing situation and drug testing, and it becomes much more detailed. Wow. And in any of these situations, you really need an attorney to talk you through and draft everything you need to draft. Gotcha. Um, and depending on which situation we're in, it's a quick fix. There's quick ways to do it. Um, and by quick, our legal system does not move quickly, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, you know, we're still talking weeks to months, probably not years, but you yeah. know. It's yeah. not, not quick. A power of attorney can be drafted in about 15 minutes. Right. So that's really quick. Yeah. If it, if the addicted person's willing to sign it. Because yeah. it's them giving their power to someone yeah. else to take care of the kids. Yeah. Um, but that's more of a temporary solution. That's not the long term. Um, yeah. So that's all important. 
You look like you have statistics or something. I'm, I'm trying to find statistics now just because you, you piqued my curiosity. So I, I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> No, no, no. You're fine. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. In 2013, uh, heroin overdose deaths rose um, from 697 in, in 2012 to 983 in 2013. So, I mean, that's and that's deaths that are related directly to it versus, you know, just addictions and, and things like that. Right. Not every addicted, not every addict is going to die, obviously. No, but according to the Ohio State Bar Association, 18 Ohioans die of heroin overdoses every week. That's a lot of people, and that's dying. That's not counting. That's not the people who are addicted, and, and, you know, I wonder how many people are hurting other people. Exactly. So, And what constitutes hurt at that point, too, you know? Right, and heroin's an opiate, so that's why this has become such an issue, is we used to be big marijuana and then a lot of over-the-counter or prescription drug abuse. Mm -hmm. That's what you used to hear about 10 years ago. Right. So they chose to treat that epidemic by closing the pain clinics, right. which caused another epidemic, right. which is the heroin addiction epidemic, right. um, because heroin is an opioid, right. but so are a lot of the pain medicines. Sure. It's yeah. same, same family. Yeah. Um, and it's the same chemical reaction in the brain. Yeah. So when you can't get your pain meds anymore, that you turn to heroin, which is not regulated. It's, <laughs> a lot easier I, to that, overdose. That, I'm just trying to mentally make that jump in my head. I mean, I've taken Percocet and, and and Oxycontin before, and it's I mean it's nice, but you know if you know, but I guess having that particular right fixation, I I can't make that jump mentally, but yeah. Well, and the face of heroin users has changed. In the 60s, it was um, some devastating, you know, it was a family. You saw it on Forrest Gump. Sure. You know, they were shooting heroin. Um, today, though, according to a study in psychiatric or psychiatry today, um, the typical user is a 23-year-old female from the suburbs. Holy shit. Um, one of the greatest uh, risks, actually, is a lot of your college-level athletes oh who they go away to college, they get a sports injury, and mom and dad aren't there watching their yeah. medication. Yeah. They get addicted to the pain meds, and yeah. when that runs out, they try to find those, and then they can't. I've got a, a I, I, well, I don't have him as a friend anymore, but I mean, years ago, I knew a guy when I was in college that uh, his shoulder came out of socket. He was doing something like wrestling with his brother or something like that, and and it, it caused him, you know, recurring pain, which that happens, but, you know, for a while he was, you know, he took some, some mild painkillers and he kept upping the dosage of them and you know, I don't know what happened to him after I lost contact with him. But, yeah, by the time I saw him, the last time I saw him, he was drooling on himself because he had taken so many. Exactly. So it's a scary thing. Absolutely. So you have the Ohio Attorney General's office who is working to f- get plans in place to help this. Sure. But in the meantime, the biggest weight is really falling on the family. Yeah. And so 
you have to protect the sure. family, the yeah. kids, and until more. It's the, the legal equivalent of putting somebody in a padded room to a degree. You right. Know, it's, it's, it's putting them in a place where they can't. You, you limit the amount of damage that they can do to themselves and to others as much as you can. But, you know. Right. Now, the other thing you can do, um, there is a new law in Ohio. It's called Casey's Law, um, which came into effect in 2012. And a parent, guardian, loved one can petition the probate court for essentially involuntary guardianship okay. of someone, of, of an adult mm -hmm. who's addicted. Um to make sure they get the treatment. So it's basically forced treatment. Okay. Um, but that takes time. Hmm. So, you know, there's a way to work around that, um, but it's, that was created primarily to deal with some of these abuse issues yeah. as they started spiraling out of control. Yeah. Um, because what do you do? An adult can check themselves out of a hospital. Yeah. Well, by going to the probate court, you can apply for that involuntary guardianship, um, which will allow forced treatment for long periods of time. Um, and that's where, where you had mentioned methadone. Mm -hmm. Methadone is a drug that they give heroin yeah. addicts right. to slowly back it off. Right. Um, Cause if not, right. it's real easy to slip back yeah. in. This is one of those episodes where I'm actually really glad to not know anything, not too much about any of this stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> it's a dark and depressing topic, yeah. I know, but I don't think people know what to do. Right. No, and that's, that's I mean, that's hard. I mean, you get into that situation, you're dealing with all of the the emotional baggage that comes along with that situation and and now you've got to take legal action to to protect your family and your loved ones and and that's where do you start i mean how do you even begin doing that you know and talk to an attorney you know right um and another thing that you should just be aware of there's 88 counties in ohio 48 of them now have specialized drug courts okay that are specifically designed to deal with your f first, second time offenders who it's clear there's a drug problem. Right. Um, in Franklin County, uh, Judge uh, Vandercar actually okay. is the one who really headed it up here. Okay. Um, and he's great. And he has changed the face of yeah. how Franklin County deals with these cases yeah. and if you're lucky enough to have one of those specialized courts in your county it's helpful when your loved one who has an addiction is now in trouble with the law because mm -hmm. they've been arrested with the addiction they've um, because of the addiction they've committed a crime in furtherance of that addiction sure. um, so that's all taking everything into account um, Alcoholics Anonymous is obviously has a proven track record for helping those addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Um, but there's other programs similar for heroin addicts. Yeah. With the same basic program. Um, so those are all helpful things. Yeah. But realistically, what our listeners need to know about is probate court where you can get guardianship or forced involuntary treatment of your loved one. Domestic or juvenile court where yeah. you can get guardianship okay. of the children of your addicted loved one. Okay. Limited power of attorney is where you can 
um, get the uh, immediate rights if your loved one is in agreement. Um, and then you need to put them on a liability island. Cut them off. Um, get rid of anything that you are using to enable them. And that's not only for their protection, but for yours. Sure. Because it's protecting your assets, protecting yeah. the home. Um, and that's really the important steps you need to take. And sadly, um, attorneys actually have one of the highest rates of alcoholism and suicide of all professions. Wow. Um, so attorneys especially need to be on the lookout for these kind of issues. And we have what's called the Ohio Lawyers Assistance Program, where we can turn in our colleagues hmm. to make sure they get help. And then there's trained people who know how to approach that. Gotcha. Um, and there's other things out there. So if you need help, there's lots of resources out there with a quick Googling of how to help my addicted loved one. Um, you can find that. Mm -hmm. And it's a big issue right now hmm. that's affecting thousands of families. Um, so reach out to an attorney, yeah. reach out to local agencies. They will help you get through this. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going <laughs> to finish with today's <laughs> lawyer joke of the week, which we're going to do a mild transition here just because it feels a little jarring to, to just segue into that. <laughs> um, Happier but... topic next time, I promise, guys. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's kind of our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for a future episode. If you're already following us, thank you. We love you. You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Rout every week. If you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Uh, and Jen is a, a, is a not a Twitter person at all. She does not tweet or anything along those lines, which I mean, she's too busy. She's a lawyer. Come on, cut Sorry. her some slack. So. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, we hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes of your time and head over to iTunes and rate mm -hmm. and review us. It really helps us out a lot with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. Uh, finally, we would like to thank all of our listeners. It is because of you that our little podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. Uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. Let's end on a much happier yes, note. Yes, let's, let's, let's put all the, the negativity behind us. Uh, how many personal injury attorneys does it take to change a light bulb? I have no idea. Well, how many can you afford? All right, folks, thanks for joining us this week, and we will see you next Wednesday. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Foxland Media. Think big.